Hi, everybody, and welcome to, yes, the final podcast of 2023. It's December 31st. We are about to exit this year, and we're going to move into 2024. And this podcast is going to be about 2024. We've spent enough time in 2023. I think it's time to um, to, to look to the future. Now, before I do that, though, there's a number of things I want to say. This is going to be, by the way, this will be a, a bumper edition of the podcast. It's going to last norm, longer than normal because I've got a lot of stuff to go through with you. Um, but in the first instance, I want to thank everybody who uh, subscribes to this podcast, who downloads these podcasts, who supports this pod, these podcasts by your very kind Buy Me A Coffee donations. And I want to thank each and every one of you for all the kindness you've sent me over the past 12 months. And frankly, were it not for your support, there wouldn't be a podcast channel. So this is entirely uh, listener funded. And thank you so much for all that you do. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, um, as you go through 12 months, you've got ups and downs, uh, moments of great challenge, moments of great enjoyment. Um, the podcast uh, keeps me sane, actually, in so many, rega so many regards. Uh, just by sitting down and venting, if you like, I vent, uh, then uh, it uh, it helps keep my sort of um, sanity in, in situ. So uh, a big thank you to everyone who supports the, uh, the, the, the podcast channel. And then secondly, a big thank you to Jed for all the work that he's done uh, supporting me on this podcast channel. And in particular regard, we have our get-togethers on a Wednesday where we do a live show together, as you know, and then we have our um, um, Thursday podcast uh, stream. And I'm not forgetting, of course, um, helping getting the stuff out. Now, Jed's circumstances have changed a bit this year. And uh, so uh, there's a bit more uh, work has fallen my way in recent times, which is fine. I fully understand that. And I support Jed in the stuff that he's doing these days. But um, what it means is that you've got to make sure that if you're going to, if you want to get the, you know, listen to these, do make sure you subscribe. I need to see a good increase in subscribers in 2024. And I'm determined to make sure that happens by hopefully providing you folks with really good original thoughtful thought-provoking provocative content that's that's basically the aim of what i want to do here uh okay so having said all that um shall we talk a little bit about 2024 and what sort of a year you think we're going to be in for because trust me i think it's going to be one rock and roll ride all the way through and i mean right the way through to the end of 2024 because the year we're about to enter is a momentous year in so many ways, in so many areas, some of them even at the spiritual level. We'll talk about that as well. Um, so it's a big year ahead. And uh, so, and, and you know, what a time to be alive, as the meme would have it. And it is a good time to be alive because we're going to see all kinds of stuff in 2024. So shall we start, start off here in the UK and then we'll go further afield. So... 2024 brings a general election in the United Kingdom. And whether that is, as some suggest, it's going to be May the 5th, although May the 4th would be better, wouldn't it? May the 4th be with you and all of that. But whether it's a May election or a September election, uh, we will have a general election in the UK. And what will that mean? 
Well, unfortunately, it means that the uni party is going to stay in power. Uh, that's the one certain prediction I can give you with 100% assurance. Now, the, the shape of the uni party uh, that's in power by the end of 24, I believe it's going to be the red end, 100%. I think, as I've said in a previous podcast, we're going to see something akin to 1997. We're going to see the Tories smashed in a million pieces on the rocks. They're going to lose hundreds of MPs. And uh, I'm good. I am pleased about that. I want to be rid of Rishi Sunak. I want to be rid of these fake conservatives. I want them out of power. And I know then people will say, what? So have you become some sort of communist? You want Labour in power? No, I didn't say that. But I'm just saying that um, in the same way as I have absolute contempt for the conservatives, I have similar contempt for uh, Labour. But whether you like it or whether you don't, Labour will come to power by the end of 2024. Sir Keir Starmer is, has been selected to be our next Prime Minister. Remember, the voting bit is just a sham that they put aside to give you the, the to make you think, oh, I've actually got a choice. You haven't got a choice. They have decided that Starmer will seamlessly succeed uh, Rishi, Rishi Sunak. So I predict that will happen in 2024. But then you've got to look at the regions of the United Kingdom. And in order for Stormer to enter Downing Street, as I've been saying for most of this year, they had to destroy the SNP. Well, just look what's happened this year. Nicola Sturgeon gone. Humza Yosef, complete disaster. All kinds of criminal investigations ongoing. Support in the polls plummeting. And so when you look at the forecast for 24 for the general election here, you look at the SNP numbers basically halving or thereabouts. So they are going to be finding themselves in a terrible position by the end of next year. And that will lead to the removal of Humza Yosef as leader. I'm sure that's also going to happen. We're going to see that. So he can pretend to be as Scottish as possible, but he's not going to be the leader in 12 months' time or before that. So uh, Labour will mop up the majority of seats in Scotland because um, I'm afraid, unfortunately, Scotland is at heart um, a socialist uh, country, which is very disheartening, but it's how it is. Um, so that's going to happen in, in, in Scotland. In, in Wales, it, it, you know, the remarkable thing in Wales is that even though everyone knows that, uh, well, Mark Drakeford, the former first leader uh, of the Welsh Assembly, is stepping down um, uh, it, in the polls at the general election, Labour will undoubtedly top the poll because that's what normies in Wales do. They vote for Labour. That's why Wales ends up with third world health service, education service, social services, all the rest of it. But they vote for it, so they can't really bitch about it. And then here in Northern Ireland, the final part of the United Kingdom, I believe we're going to see uh, a big effort for the DUP to go back into power sharing. They won't do that until after the next general election, so we'll have to wait and see. I would prefer they never went back in myself. I completely oppose devolution. I think devolution was put in place by Tony Blair back in 1997 to help ex uh, break up the uh, integrity of our kingdom. That's what I believe. So that, that's 2024 in the uh, in the UK. Um, you know, uh, let's move beyond that. Let's jump across the other side of the pond 
to the other momentous thing that's going to happen. And that is, of course, and this is the big one, really, the U.S. presidential election. So where do we start in this one? Well, we see in the Republican side, Donald Trump is miles ahead of every other candidate um, in the polls. He will be the nominee. And again, some people who I respect don't want that to happen. But it's going to happen whether they want it or not. He will be the candidate and he will face most likely uh, someone other than Joe Biden. It is my belief that Joe Biden will be shuffled off the deck before the end of uh, bef too, not too many months into 2024. They'll use health as the, um, the, the, the pretext. And uh, then it's anyone's guess who uh, they slide in. Uh, Kamala Harris, I think, is unlikely. <clears throat> on the basis that she is, uh, you know, if anything, less, even less likable than, uh, than Biden. Um, then, you, you know, you've got to look to see, well, can they find someone else that could step in to the uh, space? And uh, they may well find that. There's a Calif uh, California uh, governor, um, Gavin Newsom, for example. He might, uh, he, he might be the one. And then there's, there's the final, there's the absolute outside uh, shot that they somehow keep Biden down, you know, his head down, no appearances, and just run him through uh, so that uh, he does actually run against Trump. So the, those are scenarios that could happen in the States. But the biggest scenario is this, who wins? Ultimately, victory is all that matters. And the way I see it, if Donald Trump, Donald Trump represents America's final chance, it's that serious. If he doesn't win, America is you-know-what. It really is, because you see the southern border, you see the millions charging in, you see the uh, chaos in American cities, you see the breakdown of the rule of law, you see all kinds of moral degeneracy on the streets, all of that. That's all part of the satanic plan, I believe, that uh, the Democrats implement. And the, the Republicans aren't any better, by and, by and large, uh, or not much better, but, but Donald Trump, I think, is. He is that bit better. So do we think he can win? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of water will flow under the bridge between now and then. As you know, they've tried to take him off the ballot. They've tried to put him in prison. They've tried to do everything. This man has suffered horrendously. And when I hear people say, oh, no, he's just a big establishment shill. Don't you get it, David? Can't you see? He's a shill. He's just another one of them. I'm thinking, well, hang on a second. He's being flagellated by them. This man, is, his life is being made a misery by them. So I don't buy that. Yeah, yeah, he's not perfect. And yeah, my big problem with Trump is, is you know, obviously over the jobs, there's a huge point of difference there. But we just, we can't live forever in 2020, folks. We have to move on. And that's what we're going to do tomorrow. We're moving into 2024 tomorrow. Now, if, if Trump wins, everything changes. If Trump doesn't win, then it's going to be more of the same, except I believe the, there will be an acceleration in the, uh, the, the, you know, the, essentially the United States becoming a failed state. That's what I think is the likely is the two options facing America by the end of next year. Obviously, the cabal don't want Trump in. Obviously, uh, the Democrats cheat. So I'm very unsure that Trump can win. But I have to hope that he will, because it's our last best chance. 
Now, if we then shift, so we've done the UK and we've talked about the United States. Well, let's talk then about Ukraine, shall we? Because that's been so prominent in the past couple of years since the uh, the land aggression took part um, at the end of February 2022. And my view in 2024 is that this one will basically rumble to a complete halt. We know the Ukrainians are, are, are a beaten docket. We know that the funding is more or less drying up. So I think that as, a, as we go across 2024, you'll see the Ukrainian situation become less and less relevant. Every now and again, like we've seen recently, you know, the Ukrainians are, are, are allowed to attack Russian cities and the media go, yeah, but honestly, it's half-hearted now. We, as I say, Zelensky will fade away, thank goodness. And Ukraine will end up a much smaller country, much more controlled by Russia. And that's the uh, and the graveyards obviously full with what is it, half a million people? Sad, so, so sad. Uh, so I, I think that's going to be what happens in Ukraine. Then if you let's zoom down to Israel and Gaza, because obviously since October, that's been a huge story in the media. And we've seen all the conflicting stories there. Um, uh, again, I think 2024, this one may continue. I think this is, when the cabal want to press, you know, the, the nuclear button, this is the one that they press uh, because emotions run high on so many sides. And, you know, what I've seen in the past several months is great wrong on, on all sides. I, I don't like Netanyahu. Will he still be there next year? I'm not sure. Um, but Certainly, the idea that Gaza can be, uh, you know, um, purified of Gazans is, is one that I find pretty abhorrent. Um, Palestinians have, have, you know, sh should be allowed to live there. Uh, we can't have Hamas, though, so they've got to make a choice. If you want Hamas, then you face big problems. And that's what you're going to see more of, I think, because despite the international media's protestations on some part, on some sides, um, it's clear that uh, uh, Israel is going to continue to try and uh, hunt down and wipe out Hamas. That's the stated mission. I don't think um, Netanyahu can go back in that. You know, now the question then becomes for 2024, well, could this extend? Could the conflict extend and, you know, ultimately into the Iranian sphere, which would be, for example, uh, Lebanon, where Hezbollah are based? And what I think there is that um, the... The, the neocons, this is one of my points, neocons believe that Iran is the axis, is at the heart of the axis of evil. I don't. I believe the neocons are at the heart of the axis of evil. I honestly do. I've changed so much, you know, but <coughs> I'm not saying Iran's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that for one second. But again, I'm taking a, a slightly nuanced view. I believe that NATO uh, slash, you know, the uh, neocon industrial pharmaceutical complex i think they're pretty much the the bad guys in this scenario and when you get people like lindsey graham senator lindsey graham that old gargoyle arguing for direct military action against iran you know you can see that if that's what lindsey graham thinks needs to happen then i can tell you that's probably what we should do everything possible to avoid happening he wants to send people to their death. I want to save people's lives. That's why I oppose the Ukrainian thing. 
Uh, and that's why in this whole Middle East conflict, I think we stay out of it if we can. But there'll be a mood to move to drag us more and more into it, I think, as we go through through 2024. Um, then we've got to get through April of 2024. And you might say, well, what, what do you mean about that? What, April is just another month. Yeah, it's not, though. Um, it's not. Uh, so one of the things to consider is that April is a month when uh, the dark forces out there, they use the, uh, a particular date in that month to uh, signal change, things happening, things changing. Uh, the Titanic slash Olympics sunk on, uh, on, on April the 15th. There have been other momentous things happen in history on April the 15th. And I wonder, will something, will there be a big event on April 15th next year? I don't know. It might not be, but similarly, you know, most things don't happen by coincidence. Most things that happen are planned. And so I, I wonder what that event will be. Some people talk about, well, could there be a new pandemic? I don't know. I don't know. Clearly, 2024, we'll see the World Health Organization's Global Pandemic Accord or whatever other fancy name they want to give it, which is their power grab coming into being. At that point, they will have, the WHO will be able to tell governments precisely what governments need to do in the event of them declaring another global pandemic. Could there be another global pandemic, do you think? I'm not sure. I think that card was played in 2020. Uh, three years on, as we enter 2024, I think, uh, you know, those of us who saw through it continue to see the whole thing for what it is. Uh, lots of people didn't see through it. And, uh, you know, I, I was looking at the uh, uh, data for the United Kingdom from the UK um, Health Security Agency. And sadly, I think from the age 50 and above, something like 85% of people took their jobs. So you, my friend, and I, if you're that age group anyway, or we're in the 10% or so, who, or 10 to 15% who said, nope, we don't want it. So if there was another uh, pandemic and there was another declaration by the WHO that we need to take a vaccine, we're going to be in, we're all going to be in the same prison cell because I won't obviously take another vaccine. No chance. And uh, once you see through the great vaccine scam, this is where I think other factors come in here. You know, I know there's the whole germ theory versus terrain theory, terrain theory. Uh, argument that's rumbling away in the background. I, I think if you fall into my area, which is that you don't believe in viruses, um, then you know you, you you do see that there's going to be a real conflict come along because it wouldn't matter to me if they told me tomorrow, oh David, we've discovered this new, you know, Pluto virus, the Pluto virus, and it's super duper deadly. And listen, the only protection is if you take the job. I'd tell them to sort off. You're not. You're not giving me a job. A job, and but because the World Health Organization will call the shots, that could mean that those of us pure bloods that maintain that stance um, could find ourselves, you know, in 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 real trouble. Uh, whether that's in 2024 or beyond, I don't know. Certainly, they're moving the chess pieces around on the board. You know, you, so the, the the World Health Organization, the pandemic treaty will be done and dusted by the end of next year. So by the end of 2024, the, wealth, the World Health Organization has the authority 
and the power to command or imprisonment if they think that's what is needed to save the planet. So there's going to be that issue as well uh, in 2024, whether it comes to something we'll have to wait and see. The other one, which is a continuing to, uh, to you know, to, to drive forward inexorably, the other big global scam is, of course, global boiling. Now, if, like me, you live in the UK, the chances are you've lived through the last several weeks of nothing but rain, rain, rain everywhere, uh, floods, all the rest of it. Even as you're saying, it's the warmest December ever, David. Don't you understand? You're killing the polar bears with your selfish desire to heat your home for your family. So they're going to keep the global warming scam going. That is for absolute guaranteed. And the media is fully on board with this one now. So you know the way they do it. So if it's a if it's a wet winter, that's global warming. If it's a, if it's a dry spring, that's global warming. If it's a wet summer, that's global warming. And God forbid it would be a warm autumn, that would be global warming. And they'll produce the media, the prostitutes out there will produce the stories to try and convince the normies that yeah, the climate's out of control. This is serious, even though there's nothing out of control about the climate. But it's not about facts. This is about politics. This is about manipulation of feelings, uh, learning the lessons from COVID. Make people scare the thing. And once they are afraid, are afraid of it, they will turn to the politicians and they will say, save us, please. Will no one save us from the unstoppable global boiling that Anthony, um, Anthony uh, Antonio Guerreras was moaning, whinging about there several months ago? And uh, this is what they want to do. They want to keep pushing forward dead uh, on a continual basis this whole the, the, the climate change and the absolute need to get to net zero. And that's going to be a significant feature throughout 2024 as well. I'm sure you would agree. Uh, they're, not, they're not going to let go of that one. I think that's the chose, one of the chosen means whereby they can grab complete control of your life and mine. Another one that seems to be a challenge for them about at the moment is the whole gender wars thing, you know, the whole he, she, it pronouns thing, zer or whatever. And, and we've seen so much um, depravity in this area, but we also see a lot of pushback on this here. So even though I know that, the, their, that their plan is to, you know, force kids to accept that there's a million different genders and that men can become women and women can become men, and even I know they have their allies even in the church with regard to this. I do sort of, I have hope in this area. I think there is pushback against it. It may have to get a little worse before it gets a little better. But you do see more and more people's eyes opening to this, the, the gender issue. Uh, basically, a bloke in a frock is not a woman. It's basically that argument. Uh, but they insist that it is. And if you say otherwise, you are a hate-filled um, bigot. So gender wars is an interesting one, I think, as people push back against it. But I mean, you can always, you can even as we at this vantage point at the end of 2023, you can see how they will continue to manipulate, you know, popular entertainment programs, um, events like say the Eurovision to push the transgender uh, and the trans agenda, so to speak. Uh, so I expect to see a, a fair bit more of that, but I do expect to see a fair bit of pushback against it uh, as basically normal people just turn around and say, no, 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 we've, we've had enough with this and we're not putting up with it anymore. 
Which then brings us to the issue of migration in 2024. Now, how is that going to continue or work out? Well, I think it's going to continue pretty much as it has been. You're going to see vast numbers of legal migrants coming in because they're all students, allegedly. And you're going to see the smaller number of 30, 40,000 or whatever illegal migrants coming across the channel. The governments have failed on a serial basis to address this because they don't want to address it. That's your problem. They don't want to. And they're not going to change address it in 2024 either. Um, I think the only difference between Tories and Labour on this one next year is Tories um, will make a bit more aggressive noises about it. But we know from the evidence that that's all they do. You know, they talk loudly, but they carry a small stick. We need it to be the other way around. So I think the migration issue is going to be one. And then that impacts in other areas, such as we see, for example, the streets of this country increasingly unsafe for the people of this country. Why? Because we have unfortunately imported in some areas substantial numbers of third world savages. And we see how they behave. And it's across England, I'm afraid, and, and beyond that even, you know, where these people uh, have come to our country, uh, have come from very dangerous parts of the world where the sanctity of human life doesn't have the same value as we put on it. And they um, they, they won't, won't hesitate to stab, to maim, to kill, to threaten, to steal. None of that, all of that. They won't hesitate twice. And so, you know, that is something that is, it seems to be increasingly a problem, really. You know, and back in 2023, we did see, for example, when there uh, a migrant stabbed to death three people in the English city of Nottingham, the media instantly moved to sanitize that, to shut it down. And we saw the same thing happen in Dublin as well with a migrant uh, stabbing a group of kids, uh, young people. And uh, again, the Irish government moved against that. So it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out in 2024. Uh, again, my feeling is that a lot of English people are getting sick of it. Even normie English people are getting sick of it. Of course, some of us have been ahead of the curveball on this one here for about 10, 15 years. But anyway, you can see the problem's not getting better. The problem is getting, uh, is getting worse. So... I think those are some of the big things for 2024 that interest me. Uh, and I hope you'll you know, join me as we tackle the year, as we try to get to the end of 2024 and look into 2025 in 12 months' time. The world will have changed in so many ways. Uh, will they be for the better? Will they be? Yeah, I, I doubt it, to be honest. Don't want to be negative. But, uh, you know, uh, but one of the things that can make a difference is people like us coming together. I think, you know, we've we've been sort of this community here has been building and building and getting bigger. And that's why I wanted to do the live event in London in December. And that's why there's another one planned for February. And this is all about, I think, us doing the thing, one thing we can do. You can do. I can do it. We can get together. We can spend time in each other's company. We can enjoy each other's company. We can actually enjoy being around, you know, people who don't raise a quizzical eyebrow when we say the things that we do. And we, the things that we do and are the things that we believe. And so, you know, I think that um, being able to express ourselves in our own community community is a really, really good thing. And that's something I'm very keen to, uh, to build on. Um, all the things I'm keen to do next year in 24, as I say, is put on a series of live events 
and I hope you'll be able to come to at least some of them if you possibly can. Um, they'll not all be in London, so I am planning that. Uh, I want to further develop the davidvance.net website. I want to make some developments there. If there's any web designers listening to this who think they'd be able to help me, then please give me a shout. I, I want to set up um, developing my own mailing list so we can all keep in contact with each other should I be taken down, which is always a possibility. It was nice at the end of 22 to be brought back to Twitter after my years of being banished. And I've enjoyed the uh, return to the scene of battle, so to speak. It's still difficult, though. And again, you know, I hope you'll support me if you're on those platforms by uh, by following me. And I want to continue above all else in 24 to just keep pushing out output, just giving you content, whether it's these little daily podcasts, whether it's the live shows, whether it's the live events, whether it's... Um, you know, all those things and uh, whatever. And that's what I want to be able to continue to try to do. So all that it really remains for me to say as I wrap this thing up is to thank each and every one of you again for 2023. It's been a good year uh, for me uh, in so many ways because this community has blossomed. We've stuck together um, and I want us to grow even more as we try to wake up even more and more normies, some of them will be maybe encouraged to listen to at least some of the stuff that I've put out. And uh, by the time we get through another 12 months, you know, hopefully we'll have succeeded in doing that, assuming we're not in prison <laughs> or under lock and key uh, or under restraint. But uh, whatever 2024 throws at us, I believe that we have the resilience to withstand, to get ourselves uh, in a better position and to keep moving forward. So look, can I finish all of this by wishing you a very happy 2024. And this podcast will return, uh, I think it's going to be the 2nd of January. So look, that's it from me. Thanks so much for 2023.